It is Tash Shvat Tavshin Pei Gimel, the ninth of the month of Shvat 5783, here at the database with Rabbi Yeshua Eisenberg. We're here at Anyana Diomi after a little bit of a hiatus. We'll be taking a look at a connection between today's Dab, which is Nazir Dav Zion, and this past week's Parsha, which is Parsha's bow, as well as looking at another couple of connections that crept up this past week between our Parsha and Mesechlis Nazir. We'll see a connection on Nazir Dav Hay and a connection between Parsha's bow and Daf Yomi Yerushalmi, which came up in Meseches Berachos in Yerushalmi, Daf Ayin Aleph. We'll start off with the connection today. The connection comes up on the starts at the beginning of Vavamid Beis, which involves a discussion regarding the term period for Stam Naziris, a person who commits and pledges to becoming a Nazir without specification how long is this Naziris. So we're probably more familiar with the famous 30 days. However, it's actually Machlokas in the Gemara, whether it's 30 days or 29 days. After a long Machlokas between Rav Masna and Barpada, back and forth um, in this discussion, the Gemara suggests various proofs in either which direction. And then the Gemara lands upon a proof um, which is based on the Pasuk that's re- re- regarding the Nazir, which says, Ad melos hayamim, until his days are filled up. And the Gemara explains, what are days that are filled up? So what can that be referring to? And the Gemara says, this must be talking about a chodesh, this must be talking about a month. A month is something that can be filled up with days. So the Gemara goes back and forth and says, how do you know? Maybe, right, so ve'ema Shabbos, says the Gemara on daf vavam and beis at the bottom. Ve'ema Shabbos, maybe it's talking about a week. A week could be filled up with days. So the Gemara questions this, Shabbos mi'ika chasirusa? Do we ever find that Shabbos can be lacking in days? Is there ever a week that does not consist of seven days? Is there ever a week that is lacking? So then the Gemara continues on Zayin and Aleph. Ve'ema Shana, maybe it's talking about a year. So then the Gemara asks as follows, Are years counted by days? Do we say how many days are there in a year? You might think so. However, the Rabbanon of Caesarea, they said as follows, How do we know that we actually don't count a year by its days? That a year is not really made up of days. Shnamar, as the Pasuk in this past week's parsha says, right? Because Hashem says to Moshe, this Chodesh will be for you. And he says, this will be the first, this will be first for the months of the year. What does that tell you? Years are made up of months. We count up enough months to make a year. A year is made up of 12 months. Velo yamim l'shanim. And whether you're going to say 354, 365, whatever number you're going to suggest of how many days there are in a year, the truth is a year is not counted by days. A year is counted by months. And so a month is the only thing left that can be chaser. Sometimes it's lacking. Sometimes it's only 29 days. Sometimes it's full days. And when the days are full, that's what creates a nazir. Stam naziris would be 30 days, according to that opinion. And uh, what, what emerges is that when it comes to a year, you might think, well, what about a year that's sometimes a leap year that has an extra month? So we'll say that's not that one, that one year is lacking and another year is full. But that's one year is full and another year is fuller. But the point is there's never a year that's lacking in months. There's never a week that's lacking in days. But there could be a month that is lacking in days. And this we learn out from a Pesach, once again, in this week's Parsha, this past week's Parsha, of HaChodesh HaZelachem, in Parsha's bow. Now, while we are there, we'll take a look at another interesting connection that came up, because when the Gemara had been discussing this very same topic of Naziris, so earlier it had been discussing the concept of a Nazir Olam on Daf 
um, Dalit and Hay, the Gemara have been discussing a concept of a person who takes a pledge of Naziris forever. And this kind of Naziris of Nazir Olam, based on Avshalom, the, the son of David HaMelech, who is also a Nazir Olam. So the Gemara learns out a very interesting leniency for when it came to the Nazir Olam, that every certain amount of time he's allowed to actually get a haircut. Um, and the Gemara has a long discussion about how often is he allowed to have his hair cut. And the word yamim is subject to discussion. When it came to Avshalom, it uses the word yamim. The Gemara goes very, it goes very far back and forth trying to figure out what does yamim refer to, going to try to compare and make Xerashavas to many different times that the word yom or yamim um, comes up in context um, in, in different places in Tanakh. And one of the times in, um, that, that the Gemara refers to is Yamim Yamima in reference to a passage in Shoftim, very interestingly, with regards to Yiftach. Now, the reason why this is interesting is the words Yamim Yamima also come up in Parsha's bow when the Chumash is describing in the Parsha of Tefillin, the very first Parsha of the Tefillin of Kadesh, um, Kadesh Hayakiviacha. So we know those two Parsha. So Kadesh is the second to last paragraph in the Parsha. So it says, Vishamarta Sechuka Azos um, so that they, they should guard this um, chok in its appointed time, days to days. So what does it mean from days to days? So interestingly, the Gemara in our daf does not quote Parsha's bow, but he uses the very same words that appear in Parsha's bow. And in the context of Shoftin, the, the word yamim, you know, yamima, um, was a reference to four times out of the year, and the Gemara had mentioned that it's not clear how often um, that, the, that the Navi was referring to in that context. But our Yamimimimimah, very interestingly, in Parsha's bow, you might have read the Parsha. Maybe you read this Parsha from your tefillin in the morning, but what does Yamimimimimah actually refer to? So it's actually subject to debate in the Gemara in Menachos and Daflamid Vav, where the whole question is when it says Vishamarta as a chuka hazos, you should guard this chok at its appointed time from days to days, what's that a reference to? So it could be a reference to Tfilin, and Yamim Yamima refers to the days that we wear Tfilin, not necessarily every day, most days, uh, but not on Shabbos, not on Yom Tov. And of course, Yamim, but not night. We wear it by day, not by night. However, Rabbi Akiva and the Gemara there and Rashi on our parsha quotes this that Yamim refers to the days that we observe Pesach every year, meaning the Chok is not a reference to Tefillin, but the Pashup Shad is a reference to none other than the holiday of Pesach. But I thought this uh, reference, this passing reference to words that appeared in Parsha's bow was worth our mention. And finally, for the final connection, we'll take a look at the Dafir Shalmi, which had been discussing the Indian of of mezuman um, when it comes to benching. So the Gemara is wondering when it comes to benching, when um, when people who ate it by themselves, let's say, can people who ate by themselves come together to do a, a zimun? The answer is no. But what if there were individuals who were each in their own groups, separate groups, but then the groups had separated, and now these individuals are um, looking for a zimun, can these individuals who were in different groups eating come together and make a zimun? So there's a suggestion in the Gemara that that can be so. And where's the Gemara learn it out from? It learns it out from Agudas Ezov. Agudas Ezov, the very same that we find when it comes to Para Aduma, and of course when it came to the Karban Pesach of the Pesach de Mitzrayim, when they brought the Karban Pesach in Mitzrayim, they did something with an Agudas Ezov where they dipped the hyssop, the bundle of hyssop in the blood, and they used it to paint the lintel and the mezuzos, the doorway. Um, with uh, the blood of the carbon Pesach. 
So the Gemara had learned out that um, for, from the same context there, that just like the, the bundle of hyssop, the agudas ezov, it didn't have to be that you, when you do the painting, it has to be in a bundle, but it could be that even if you had hyssops that were taken from different bundles and then reunited in a new bundle, that's okay. So the Gemara suggests that it's okay even for people who were once individually part of different groups, but now those groups had disband, and now they want to rejoin a group together to make a zimun, so they are able to do that. I'm not passing halacha but I thought it was very, very fascinating that last week we were able to see yet another connection between our parsha and the world of Dafyomi, be it in Bavli or in Yerushalmi. Until next time, if you enjoy sharing like this and others on the podcast, and if you want to sponsor... Um, or you want to uh, ask any questions or you have comments, concerns, recommendations, or you want to join the database podcast WhatsApp group for for updates and link for every uploaded share, then all you have to do is reach out to me at thedatabase at gmail.com. That's the data than base, B-E-I-S at gmail.com. Until next time, thank you for joining us here at the database.